has all the knowledge you want. Malik books has all the knowledge you need. Malik books. Yeah, they have all the books that the whole wide world wanna read. Malik books. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Malik's Book Show, bringing a world together with books, culture, and community. Hi, my name is Malik, your host of Malik's Bookshelf. Well, I'm going to bring some more fire this week because every, every social media outlet and, and regular mainstream media is talking about Kanye West, sir. White lives matter. So I'm going to give you my take, my insight, and my opinion about white lives matter. Also on this episode is the continuation of Barbershop Talks. So I'm going to bring that as well. And I revisited the barbershop, got my hair cut, and got some more content. So I'm going to be bringing that for a while. The thing about the barbershop talks is raw. It's community. It's not scripted. And we just black men talking about things in the community, how we think about relationships, the community, and other things. Also, I'm going to do a book review on the book put out by author and commentator Roland Martin, who wrote a book called White Fear. Now, I decided not to include a segment on this episode because it's just too long and it's called Power Grab. So I want to bring you that next week, though. So I want you to tune in this week and next week because next week I'm bringing some fire. It's called Power Grab. It's based on an issue and a scandal right here in Los Angeles when a group of Hispanics, the leader, Nori Martinez, whose comments were considered racist, but I personally think it's more bigotry. I have my own take on when they call a person racist. Um, because they say this and they say that about another group of people. I consider that more like bigotry, to be honest, because I really believe that in order to be a racist, you got to have power in order to marginalize, silence, discriminate, and do all uh, other types of things to another group of people. So um, I don't think that these people have that much power, but they are in a position of power and they were going to use elected seat to grab power in a district that's primarily occupied by black people. And so they wanted to kind of find a way and strategically and tactically find a way to do a power grab and silence and marginalize uh, large segments of black people right here in Los Angeles. And so that segment is kind of long. So I'm going to bring that to you next week. And that episode is going to be called uh, Power Grab. But this week, I'm going to bring to you my thoughts about Kanye West's White Lies Matter Storm. Well, you know, this podcast is all about community, Malik's Bookshelf. So I, I have to address because all across this nation, black people, white people and others are all talking about Kanye West and Candace Owens wearing, particularly though Kanye West, because he's the mega star in all this, wearing a shirt that said white lives matter, white lives matter. And that created a overwhelming storm. It went viral. It's been talked about all across social media. It's been talked across mainstream media. But I got to 
chime in to this whole explosion. Now, on face value, everybody knows that all lives matter. All right. Let's just cut to the chase. We all know all lives matter. The reality is that voices are trying to be heard. So other slogans or tags or hashtag come about. And that's how Black Lives Matter, which is a movement, came about. It's a movement, but more important is to say, hey, Black Lives Matter too. Why? Because no one is addressing the lives and the issues concerning black people. And during the pandemic, Black Lives Matter movement blew up. Got it. They got about ninety million dollars. They talking about that. Also in the media, I might address that at another time on this podcast. Okay, in terms of this whole, you know, backlash about what they did with the money. But getting back to white lives matter. Now, personally, you know, like I said, we all understood whether you white or black or indifferent or whatever. You. Everybody know all lives matter. Come on, let's just be real. So why is it that you get upset when someone, you know, single out their group or nation or race? Okay, why do you get upset when you give a shout out to your own tribe, gang, community, whatever? Black lives matter. That's not saying blue lives don't matter or white lives don't matter. But Kanye is a black man, wore a shirt that said white lives matter. And no one wants, they want to talk about should a person wear such a t- Is that what they call, you know, politically? I guess they say, because when you say something, oh, that's not political to say it that way or to say something. All right. Is that politically correct? I guess I'm trying to say to wear such a shirt like that. Now, that's going to come down to each and every individual, whether or not that's politically correct. But Kanye West was creating, you know, this was not something that randomly happened. And he said the reality is why he wore a shirt like that is to point out. Issues about abortion and so many black babies being aborted and to address that. Why is it, you know, ill proportion in the black community? I did an episode about abortion when the Supreme Court made some change. I did an episode. They go back to that particular episode and on Malik's bookshelf. And I talked about that, you know, some changes as a result of that decision you know, what's going to happen, but I didn't think abortion was actually really going to go away. But the reality is that each state got to decide what, you know, are the, the, the requirements or the parameters about abortion. But here's the thing. He wore white lives matter to address the abortion rate this ill proportion that is so horrendous and high in the black community not just in New York, but around this nation. But none of that is being addressed. None of that is being talked about. What's being talked about is him wearing a shirt that says white lives matter, you know, and each individual has to make a decision to, you know, decide whether or not they will wear such a thing. I personally, and I, you know, I speak my mind on this. 
I'm not wearing a shirt like that. And it's not because white lives don't matter. It's just I'm too consumed to trying to elevate the agenda and voice of black people. With, and I'm not trying to diminish other groups, but me personally, no, I'm not going to wear a shirt like that. But I do agree with such a subject matter being addressed, and that is the abortion rate of black, you know, <laughs> the abortion rate of blacks. I do feel like that should be addressed. And why is that? Uh, why is I so high? Why is that, you know, it's not being talked about and being addressed and and it shouldn't because it's not, you know, historically, Margaret Singer, there has been a, a historic, factually documented, no conspiracy, where um, abortion clinics have uh, uh, were popping up all across this nation in black communities at a much higher rate than other communities. And then Margaret Singer, the founder of Planned Parenthood, had a systematic and tactical and strategic way to want to go after black babies and 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 and, and uh, increase the abortion rate amongst black people because she felt that we, we you know, that we um, were a plague on society. So, you know, hey, Kanye West is trying to speak on that. And I think something like that should be heard more so than the fact that he has a controversial slogan on his shirt that white lives matter, which, of course, they do, you know. But a white person, you know, to wear something like that or a black person, you know, they're going to look at that as white supremacy. You see what I'm saying? Because we can say black lives matter, but we can't say white lives matter. We can have a black um, association of you know firemen, but they can't have a white associated fireman. We can have a, a black nurses association of nurses, right? But you can't have a white <laughs> association. So we're living in a paradigm where one group can do this, but the other why? Because in the power, you know, white, you know, people have control of the power structure, and so therefore. People feel sensitive about that. But at some point, we got to be able to sit at the table and say, why is it okay? for?" And I'm down with having the black associate. I feel like, you know, you should be able to have the black association of doctors. I feel like you should have the black association of football players and basketball players to identify and magnify your issues and your voice. Because for a long time, the, the voice of black people being silent and I'm talking about, you know, and marginalized. So therefore, we have these issues in society that it comes across when we had affirmative action. There was a time that Bill Clinton eliminated. Guess what that was all about? Helping black people get a higher percentage in the college and jobs and the workforce. And what? White folks got mad. They said, why should you have you know, that's discrimination against us? Because, you know, you're giving favor towards another group and whatnot. See, so therefore, you know, we need to have, you know, no discrimination and no situation where it can help another group that's disenfranchised and underserved and lack of resources help them uh, help them increase their percentage of opportunities in America let's not have no you know you know listen when you're doing horse racing they put they call it a handicap 
and they put certain weights on other horses to equalize the field. We like like we act like in society, yeah, things ain't fair and things ain't the way we want it to be. But the, you have to put things in place because there are other groups that are handicapped. So what are you going to do to level the playing field? And people act like so insensitive and act like they don't understand that you got to do that. And that's all affirmative action was all about. It wasn't trying to, man, take a job from no other group of people or undermine another group of people. It was trying to help a, a disenfranchised, underserved community to help black folks what? Get in a better place and a better position. But that wasn't. <laughs> but too many white folks got upset and voted it out. And Bill Clinton signed the bill. And so that's, you know, why I'm saying that we have Black Lives Matter, because, you know, more black people get killed in the inner cities of America than was at Vietnam. You see, so we got a lot of issues. But the thing is. Um, when that's point in time when we can like say, hey, we don't need those type. I think there's always going to be because see, this, to me, this is all relevant. You know, a group of people want to become empowered, so therefore they strategically and tactically work together collectively to to uh, increase their power. But at what cost? And at what you know? And at what expense? Because you gotta, you know, are you? Disenfranchising another group to do that You know And are you undermining another group of People to do that And that's you know in America That seems to be a playbook And a move that White supremacists have done For decades and centuries As well as other groups So we, we you know So I think that you got to have an agenda that unapologetically addresses your issues and concerns and you can't be concerned about other people's feelings and how sensitive they're going to be because they don't understand and they typically see the world differently. And that's OK. But the thing is, get out the way and let other people who want to make changes for the better happen and they want to move this community and this nation in the direction where people can sit at the table and can love each other and can work together and can be, you know what I'm saying, in a harmonious and peaceful environment. We're not going to get there without roughing feathers. We're not going to get there without addressing, you know, things that are sensitive to other people. So, hey, anyway, that's my thoughts on this Kanye West, this white lives matter. Of course they do. But, hey, if you want to wear a shirt like that, that's your that is your <laughs> right to do so that is your opinion to do so but hey i'm not wearing it but i do understand the message behind why he kanye west wore the shirt so that's my take on malik's bookshelf so i hope you enjoy thank you stay tuned for part five of barbershop talks you have to move together Enough of us, that is, not all of us, enough of us have to move together in order to achieve a desired result. That's called inertia. So we don't have enough of us to change this reality, but we got to find a way to do so. So this self-hatred, this black inferiority, the question is, what do we do amongst our own selves to try to change this? Because we can complain all day and all night about the reality TV shows, about the messages on, in, in, in coming out of Hollywood that degrade us. You know, we can talk until we blew in the face about all the ailments that we're suffering from. But the reality is that, what you know, say in the Bible, <laughs> said, 
Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and all its righteousness and all other things. But God has been used to divide be, people. Will, 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 will be added unto you. True, but I God believe, has been used believe, to divide us. I, I believe that it takes divinely righteous guided men with sincere hearts to take the book and teach it correct. The music, I'm telling you, the music is so powerful. The message in the music is so powerful that it overrides the message of righteousness. Because, because to live a life of violence, to glorify violence in the music, to glorify the drugs, to glorify the sex, when they see the women come out on the, on the red carpet with half-naked outfits on, that image that is so that influence is so powerful and it has been made to be and people have been made to love it so much that they don't want to hear what somebody like me or you have to say we're corny to them now we're, we're corny i don't want to hear that man because why because you talking about quran or bob you talking about righteousness but everybody on tv and everybody in the music is coming up making all this money talking about this field so ain't nobody coming up making money talking mm -hmm. about righteousness. Everybody talking about sex, drugs, violence, homosexuality, you name it, and they are getting paid. And that has been made, that has been that has been glorified all over the world now. So when we come up and start talking what we're talking, they're not trying to hear we have it. They're not trying to turn away from that life. It's like the rich man. Who came up to Jesus? And he what? said, and, he, "The rich man said, and, what can I do to have eternal life?'" And Jesus it, said, "Give away all your riches wait, wait. to the poor. Come follow me." The man okay. didn't want to do that because he was a lot of people who teach the word of God believe sincerely they are teaching the true word. Well, a lot of people believe that. You know, it's 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 in their mind and in their heart, they believe they are doing the right thing. Yeah. Now. That's what I was trying to say in terms of, you know, you have a lot of people out here trying to deliver the word of God. When you say go to the word of God, well, there's a lot of different messages about God. And, and most people that believe in God got their own way of worshiping that God and believing in that God and, and doing the certain things. So and, and, and all I'm saying is that's what created the confusion because we're all looking at it in different ways. But here's the thing I was going to say also is that. You 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 have a situation where, um, listen. When you just live in a life of survival, mm -hmm. it's very difficult to change course and change your direction. And a lot of people are you know are doing things just to survive. Yeah, and their, their core value. It's hard and difficult to change because of the simple fact. You know, I'm selling dough. Why? Because I, mean, I need to feed my family. I need to support myself. You know, I'm a, a sister. You know, just dancing. You know, selling her body or what have you. You know, she might be making a lot of money. You know, but at the same time, she's in the survival mode. She's using her assets or her beauty yeah, but, as a but, means, but, 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 you know you what know, I'm saying? But, and it's hard to change people who are fixated huh? on just surviving, man. Yeah. It's hard. You know, it, teaching morality, getting a person to change their life, and you and you hungry, and you ain't got no food, that's a difficult challenge. I understand that, but that, that's an excuse still. That's an excuse. Because you know why? Because 
But it's an effective. Listen, I'm saying everybody on the planet got that same talk. I don't, I don't think it's an excuse. Listen, I'm saying. Listen, I'm saying. Because they want paycheck away from being homeless. Listen, I'm saying. You got a lot of people. The United the United States is one of the most richest countries on the earth. Yeah. And you have other countries on this planet that's way poorer than this country. Way poor. Don't even have toilets. Okay. They ain't out here doing the stuff that we doing, and they have not lost their morality too, for the most part. Not much, they're poor, and people always wonder. People, I hear, I hear in the shop, people always say, "How come people in the mother country they so poor but they happy?" Because the standard of living ain't like what it is over here. Good see, point. See, see, Good see, point. See, look, see, this is true. This is an excellent point. Most time we're pressured into getting into these, these what we call unfortunate lifestyle to make money. Because of what we see on TV and telling them what we need to have in order to be right. accepted in society. Well, we've been taught and, and educated differently. That's, that's what I'm saying. They haven't in those I, third I, I, world. I understand that. That's where I'm going with it, though. That's where I'm going. I understand it. That's why they're putting it on TV. Yes. They put all this It's still a TV. teaching that no, goes it's, forth. It's still a teaching. Yes. They're teaching our people to be like this. They're teaching you that if you don't have this type of car, you ain't nothing in society. For example, I'll give you an example. You look at it, you know, having a Mercedes Benz today is just like having a Nissan Central because everybody got them now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Back in the 80s, you know what I'm saying? Mercedes, right. You know, if everybody had a Mercedes Benz, right. back in the 80s, when people had a Mercedes Benz, you had yeah. money. True, true. But now they, they made a Mercedes Benz where it's like, you know, all, everybody in the hood got them. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And why everybody in the hood got to have a Mercedes Benz? Because of what they see on TV, what they see with the celebrities. I got to have this type of car in order for I to beat them. So, but, I, can, so oh, I can look like so but, I can look like the man in the hood. But it was also now, Mercedes now, Benz business model, too. Now, you make a Mercedes Benz for every class now, of now, people. Now, now, peace that <laughs> out. Now, peace out. Now. If you were to take one of these Mercedes Benz that the average person got nowadays, not these real expensive ones, these little small SUV ones, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Take the Mercedes Benz signs off and put a Nissan sign on them. You think they're going to buy? Hell no. They ain't going to buy what they paying for the name brand. They ain't paying. If you take a Mercedes, if you take the uh, sign on Mercedes Benz See, and put a Nissan okay. uh, um, badge or something, okay. on, I guarantee okay. they ain't gonna buy. No, no, they only no, buy true. it because of the name brand, and they buy it because of the name brand because because the brand matters. Because the brand matters. That's my point. The brand so, matters. That's my point. So the, <laughs> yeah. point, the point you make, you just are, like listen, to what I'm saying, bro. Credibility matters. Listen, to what I'm saying you're making my point now. Right. Yeah. Because credibility point, matters. Listen, to what I'm saying you're making my point. Why do people want this? Because of what they see. Absolutely. If it wasn't glorified, Listen, people wouldn't go e for it. Every day we wake up, brother, we, we see a force and a power in a position of authority, brother. And we were educated from birth in this system to behave in a certain way. But as we got older, we came across knowledge, wisdom, and understanding that get opened up and expanded some of our views and our points today. Now, what all I'm saying is I want to get back to what, what we need to do to make a change because the system is real and it's in effect and it's teaching this generation and it's programming the next generation to behave in a way that might not be beneficial except your own and, and be, be yourself. yourself next week stay tuned for part six of barbershop talks it's been a while since i did a book review but i'm going to do one on this episode of white 
lives matter. And I think it ties in also to the subject matter. So the book I'm going to do a book review on is called White Fear, How the Browning of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Mind by Roland Martin. Now, a little bit about Roland Martin before I go into this book review. Roland Martin appeared on TV One. He was a news opinionated commentator. He gave opinions about the black community and he was outspoken. And he had a lot of elite guests on his TV program on TV One. Now he's written a book called White Fear, How the Browning of America is Making White Folks Lose Their Mind. And let me tell you something. I thought that this book right here was on point because white fear has shaped our democracy and society from the beginning and today. It's intense and visible than ever to neutralize it. We must first understand it for two centuries. The deep seated fear that many white people feel of losing power, of losing economic standing, of losing a particular way of life has been the driving force behind American politics and culture. Roland Martin believes white fear has enabled the rise of someone like Donald Trump. And he believes it's behind the restrictive voting rights laws disproportionately impacting people of color and why reactions to the movement like Black Lives Matter and the football players taking a knee have been so negatively and so strong. Now, the motivating factor behind white fear is the fact that in 2024, the predictions that the browning of America is going to take place, that there are going to be more people of color, that is, than there is white people. And out of the fear of this future coming event is intensifying the fear, which is festering and becoming more visible. Roland Martin offers some solutions in the book. What can we do to step into our country's inevitable future without tearing ourselves apart as a country. National renowned journalist and award-winning author Roland Martin has been sounding this alarm for more than a decade. In White Fear, he provides a primer on how white fear has shaped and continues to shape our democracy and our culture. He connects separate puzzle pieces from the Tea Party movement to decline of white American optimism to the diminishing blue collar workforce to eliminate the large picture of what will unfold in America over the next decades plus and offers a better way forward. So pick up your copy at MalikBooks.com or wherever books sold. Thanks for listening to Malik's Bookshelf, where topics on the shelf are books, culture, and community. Be sure to subscribe and leave me a review. Check out my Instagram at MalikBooks. See you next time.